Yeah. I said I said I've said that before too. When you have so much wealth and power, like you're gonna look for new and more fucked up ways to use that wealth and power. It's it just goes without saying. Yeah. Marquis de Sod. Right. The more billionaires That's literally what a hundred twenty days of Sodom is about. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's pretty crazy actually. But yeah, like, you know, it, the more the more um, billionaires you have, the, the more billionaires that a society allows to uh, create, like, create, the more we're going to have, uh, like, of this, basically. That's that's the truth. Yeah, man, rich people get bored. They want to do fucked up shit. But yeah, Home Alone's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you do you, uh do you guys have a favorite Christmas movie? I, I know yours. I think yes. What's your favorite? Grinch, obviously. Like, like the original? Or? Yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah. The original. Yeah, well, last night uh, we were all there, right? Uh, yeah. When I shared the story. Oh, yeah, we, when, we were all at the bar uh, last night. We uh, oh. I shared the story of when a friend of mine informed me that the the Grinch is is Jewish, um, which ruined my entire life because oh, she's is that right. why he doesn't celebrate Christmas? Yeah, and he has to be converted. It's horrible. I also love <laughs> oh, the Grinch, and this, well, this yeah, realization that, that ruined my entire life. Put a bit of a my favorite Christmas movie is also my favorite movie, which is probably uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, it's a perfect yeah. film, a perfect uh, soft anti-capitalist film. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I've ever. I'm actually not sure I've ever seen that one. It's really like the peak of cinema. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. I'm Benjamin Klon. Matthias Brimmer. Alex Sahori. Ricky Reynolds. Ross Fisher. We're coming to you from the studios at The Fledge in Lansing, Michigan. As we tape this, it is Sunday, December 15th. And thanks for joining us this week. Uh, uh, I guess I want to start off the show um, by giving a quick shout out to a couple of people. Uh, Nicholas Jansen and Jessica Diaz, both uh, organizers with the Sunrise Movement, who were arrested uh, at Senator Gary Peters' office earlier this week at a sit-in demonstration. So thanks to those two. Uh Ross, didn't you actually go to yeah, that? Yeah, I was there. It was it was fun. Yeah, yeah. We um, we hid out in the hallway of Gary Peters' office while um, well, two of the Sunrise leaders met with his staff. Um, but he did, he wasn't there. Was Gary he? was not there. But yeah, a couple of the staffers were. They were not very excited about us. No, I'm sure they office. weren't. Um, you don't say. And yes, yeah, those, those people tend to not like those sort of, you know, disruptions. They don't but, like interacting uh, with constituents that way. No, no. Mm. They, they, they're also upset that we moved one of their chairs in the, in the uh, office. Mm, um, mm, Poor baby. <laughs> I, that uh, must be tough. I actually, I, I think I went to, uh, I, I went to a demonstration at his office like earlier this year, I want to mm-hmm. say it was. Um, and yes, he was he was not there. Uh, according to uh, according to the Lansing State Journal, uh, they said that um, one of his spokespeople uh, was saying uh, Senator Peters believes that climate change is an urgent threat to Michigan's economy, our Great Lakes, and our national security, and it's a challenge that must be addressed through common sense solutions. Our staff works to serve and listen to Michiganders across our state. And, and constituents are welcome to share their concerns and views with any of our offices. That's very nice of him. So basically, like a long-winded way of saying he does not support the Green No. Yes. Uh, we, these uh, these sunrise people should all fuck off. And, Do not care and about also, what they have to say. he clearly does not want to hear his constituents uh, or con- his constituency. Express their opinions. No, well, uh, he, he wants his he wants his staffers to to hear them and then call the cops. Gary Peters might be like the most boring senator in the United States. Too. Like that's his biggest problem. He is, is incredibly that, fucking boring. Yeah, no one even knows really who he is. Um, even despite being senator for, he voted well, against criminalizing BDS. Well, uh, Debbie Stabenow voted for criminalizing BDS well, at least once. That's something. Um, but you want to know what? Um, I yes, like you know, it, it goes without saying. Like Gary Peters is, you know, not great, not very good. Um, 
he it, he's not going, you know, to inspire these young activists or, you know, the Democratic Party electorate, really, because he's not doing this stuff. And uh, Gary Peters, he's like one of these people, right, that the uh, Democratic uh, Senatorial Election Committee, uh, those uh, uh, people like uh, Chuck Schumer, they feel like Gary Peters is... He he's like the front line Democrat. He's a Democrat who's got to run a statewide race where Trump uh, won a majority um, in Michigan. He's got to run. A, he's a Democrat and he's got to run a statewide race. He's got to be going to the center. When they see when they see stuff like this, it should be like a red flag, like alert bells. You know, and this has been going on with Gary Peters and Debbie Stavenoff for at least like two years now. You know, so it's like they. If if Chuck Schumer had like a pulse, he should be he should know that this is like a red flag. But no, he thinks that, you know, like these people that are doing this are wreckers and that they're messing it up for Gary Peters instead of, you know, hey, maybe we need to like get new blood and, you know, maybe we need to elect more left candidates because that's what excites the electorate. One of the things I find most annoying about Gary Peters is I've seen him speak in person like two or three times, and he's one of those guys who like every time he gets on stage, he always has to talk like this and be incredibly loud because that's how you make sure that people know that what you're saying is important. Is it, I've never even heard him talk, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, when you have like no natural charisma or enthusiasm, uh-huh. it, like I feel like he's been coached to just speak as loudly as yeah. possible. Volume, to, make up for it with volume, baby. <laughs> yeah, just scream. It's my playbook. I like that. Stealing from me. No, you're really naturally charismatic. As a naturally charismatic person, um, I feel like I have some insight on this. I think that some people like, <laughs> so like with Bernie, people complain that he's loud and yelling, but I think it's just that like, all those people have never met a charismatic person before because rich people and non-Jews don't have charisma. Rich non-Jews don't have charisma naturally. Um, so they just mistake it for like rage and um, bad manners when it's literally just like Bernie Sanders is charismatic. That's what it yeah. that is. So. Yeah. Yeah. And telling a Jew from Brooklyn not to yell is anti-Semitic. It literally, literally is. Did you, uh, did you still want to talk about this, uh, this uh, uh, Democrat? Uh, it was a Democratic congressman, Jeff Van Drew. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Like, let's talk. We were just shitting on the uh, DSCC. Let's talk. Let's talk about the JCCC. The JCCC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfucking idiots. Oh my god. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Representative Jeff Van Drew. They're paid millions uh, of dollars to fucking lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Van Drew, uh, who is a congressman from where is he from? Texas, New right? Jersey. New, oh, New Jersey? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Small difference. Uh, he's... He, re- <laughs> he represents the Jersey Shore. Okay, that was my he probably question. does. Wait, was that a joke or does he represent? That was a joke. Well, where, what, Although, what part of New Jersey does he represent? I don't know. I don't see what district it is, but... I would love we'll to believe that Shore. his constituency is the cast of the Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a moderate Democrat who is strongly opposed to impeaching De- President Donald Trump, and he's going to be switching parties. Uh, to become a Republican now. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> well, that's not the whole story, is it, Ben? The story, the real story is... <laughs> wait. wait. The but real thing... Please fill me in here. The real fucking story is these idiots. <laughs> these oh, no. people who get paid millions of dollars literally to do this. Literally to lose to Republicans in the most, like, improbable and uh, innovative ways. They literally, they put their finger on the scale in the primary to to take out the insurgent candidate so that this guy could win. And then what does he do? He fucking becomes a Republican. Like, this is what you, this is what they want. They want, they're paid millions of dollars they're to lose. They're paid to lose. They're paid to lose. It's insane. Ugh. They're losers. They're losers, folks. They're completely asleep at the wheel. They do not. They do not give a shit about, like, the Democratic electorate. They just want to, like, uh, put their fucking thumbs in our face and say, hey, you know, you, you know, this is not, uh, you guys don't know what's best for you. We know what's best for you. Just shut the fuck up. And it just sucks. It just really sucks. It's one of those districts, too, that Trump won, that a Democrat won in 2018, that the Democrats keep talking about how proud they are of winning all these 
suburban districts that went for Trump. And the, this uh, is the caliber of politician we, we get from these from these elections. I mean, that sounds yeah. like North Jersey. Now I'm really curious. Um, my phone's off. So if someone could tell me, because, like, you know, this matters because that's it sounds you know those suburban districts this is like new york city wealth right this is uh kind of metro new york wealth which is very different from uh the jersey shore what we mean when we say that is like rural new jersey which is where there are a lot of poor people um there are also poor people in the cities uh, elsewhere in jersey but that's what that means right so um like where the moderate democratic voters are is like in those shitty suburbs this guy wears a scarf and he like he is looks from like southern new jersey okay, right. southernmost Mm. All right. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Either way, right? He was like we this. don't like the top or the bottom. <laughs> cool. Only the middle. There's, there's like a lot of like rivalry there. I have a lot of friends from New Jersey. I've seen like this really like bougie scarf uh, scarf that he was wearing. <laughs> they probably liked his fashion sense. That's why the DCCC was like, "This is our guy. He could be a good fundraiser." <laughs> mm-hmm. This guy will connect with the youth. Yeah, once again, yeah, mistaking things that's for why, charisma. That's why. That's why the Democratic Party hates Bernie is because he 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 shops at. Uh, what, what did he say again? Do you guys remember? Kmart. Kohl's. Kohl's. Yeah, Kohl's. Yeah. Did you? Um, speaking of Bernie Sanders uh, and anti-Semitism, like, did you guys see? Like, th- this was going around Twitter. Like um, again this week because of that like stupid mm. article. Oh, from or, the like, Washington Examiner. Yeah, mm-hmm. calling yeah. him anti-Semitic. Yeah. Uh, and there, it, apparently there was like um, a shirt at the DNC convention in 2016. Like the only, oh, yeah, Bernie the Sa- only Bernie shirt that they were selling was like like an image like of his face. It was just like a totally racist caricature. <laughs> no, like like horrifying. Like it was the only Bernie Sanders shirt. Yeah, at the D- at the official D Triple C merchandise shop or not our Democratic uh, Party merchandise shop. Like. It was insane. It was I could not fucking believe it. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Where I f- this should be like fucking front page news still. <laughs> like this is unbelievably crazy. <sighs> are you telling me that there are liberals that are anti semites? Yeah, the only the Jewish ones. Anti semites. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, thank God. I I was worried about you know like people that matter, right? Yeah. Well, it was pointed out that the person who wrote that piece for the Washington <laughs> Examiner was, like, hanging out with Milo Yiannopoulos. Weren't they, like, the—was yeah. this real? I just saw this on my Facebook feed. Weren't they, like, the granddaughter, grandchild of the of a, a literal Nazi? Is that real? Par- I saw someone say that. Apparently, I saw someone say that, too. Yeah, I, I saw I, that, too. I do not— We're, I, like, not fact-checking I'm, here, but yeah, no, 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 I buy it. She was part of—they the, they weren't, like, Nazis. They were, like, Nazi collaborators, mostly. They were, like— <laughs> They're like rounding up. They're like rounding up like all the communist partisan Jews. Oh, great! So they were like doing doing the good and work. The, yeah, right. right. Doing, mm. They're fighting communism, and she was like bragging about mm. it. She was like, "Yeah, my my father was fighting communism. He wasn't a communist," and she was like really proud of that. Yeah, I bet she fucking was. And then uh, yeah, she was like all excited apparently. God, and then people found people out like her so grandfather was a Nazi collaborator, and then she kind of mm. shut up. Whoops. Whoops. She is like, my grandfather died at Auschwitz. He fell out of the watchtower. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, uh, Bernie Sanders endorsed Cenk Uecker, uh, uh, Cenk Uecker of uh, the Young Turks, who has announced that he's running for uh, Katie Hill's seat out in California. Is, Is that Orange County? I think at least, yeah, it's part of the part okay, of yeah, guy, It's yeah. in, somewhere in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bernie rescinded his endorsement uh, because uh, people are accusing uh, Jank Uecker of being like a misogynist. Or I actually found the quote, one of the quotes from one of the one of his um, misogynistic writings. Yeah, hit uh, us. Okay, dish, this is a 19, 1999 post. Obviously, the genes of women are flawed. Holy Hell shit. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. We are off to a strong start, folks. Uyghur wrote in a 1999 post lamenting the inadequate amount of sex he was having living <laughs> in Miami, Florida. Oh, my God. What's well, that? They, uh, you know. okay, this is that, the rest of it. They are poorly designed creatures who do not want to have sex nearly as often as needed for the human race to get along um, peaceably and fruitfully. Uh, 
That's fucking this that's man. A, isn't that exactly what Larry Summers said? It was I don't know. I'm just I, making did, a joke I mean, about when Larry Summers said that women can't do math, and he was the president of Harvard. <laughs> this is back when he was a Republican, right? Which is funny. He was like a Republican. Yeah. He was just like a straight up regular Republican columnist, yeah. just like complaining about like women not having sex with him. And writing was about this like it. a shock jock situation? Yeah, this is, is that this is so insane? Like, was he just trying to be like? No, I think he was genuinely like sexually <laughs> frustrated. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this this sounds like what an incel would write. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Or well, it is what an incel would write. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I. I guess this, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I, I've never really like liked the Young Turks. I've always, I, I, I mean, I, I, they have, they have their place. I, 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 I kind of agree with, with you. And, but like, I just, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, any, any organization that hires Dave Rubin <laughs> and allows Dave Rubin to be employed for as long as they did. I, I, was I he, know. was he like always shitty? He was always dumb, but, yeah. like, he was just a dumb guy in the Young Turks for a while. Like, a dumb, like, you know, liberal. And then he now he's a dumb classical liberal or whatever he calls <laughs> Well, no, now he's on the yeah. Blaze TV. Now he's, <laughs> yeah, like, now a full-on right-winger. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. getting fucking owned by Marianne Williamson. Right. Um, yeah, I've, like, I've never, like, really liked Jank, but this is kind of, like, the same problem in terms of what happened to Katie Hill, right? We do not like defend our people enough. Mm-hmm. And um, Bernie Sanders, he said that you know he was responding to grassroots criticism. I'm sure there was like some people, but you know I'm also like surrounded by uh, grassroots organizers like all the time, and um, almost none of them like felt like all of them were pretty much frustrated about this. Um, you know, there that one was from 1999. He said some other like stupid shit. Um, you know, like sooner, like I think 2013, maybe even 2015, 16. Even. Um, I think that there are some things that you can like, uh, like you know, evolve and. You know, I don't think personal growth is ever not an option, but I think that there are certain things that, um, if you say that in the public sphere. You, there's not going to be a bounce back, right? I know, but like, let's put this in like the well, What's Franken. interesting is he did delete these posts, right? Uh, they were only found because oh, of be, uh, they were found through the Wayback Machine. Uh, Andy, uh, con- mm-hmm. Andy condemned them all, and like, yeah. But here's the thing: here, here, here's here's kind of like <laughs> my take on this is that we forgive way worse shit, mm-hmm. literally all the time. And it's basically just all from, like, sing- signaling from the elite through the media. So the media signals that, like, Jank is just beyond the pale and that Bernie Sanders has to withdraw his endorsement or that would just look misogynistic. Right. And But in the, mean, in, the, in the meantime, we're all told, you know, we're all gaslit, right, that we shouldn't be angry that Ellen DeGeneres is normalizing George W. Bush, a war criminal. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. so a lot of this for me is, like, I know what the bind is that Bernie was put in. And I think it's really bullshit. Um, like as a feminist, as a person, like my activism was pretty much reared in institutional feminism. And so I have like a lot of bones to pick with this. This is a consequence of people who have been like trying for five years to convince the world that Bernie Sanders, again, there's like some anti-Semitic tropes here is like an unrepentant misogynist himself. Um, the cool consequences of this is that he's absolutely going to name a woman as a VP. There's like no way he could win if he didn't because people just like, you know, and right. Cause this is about Hillary. But the thing, the comparison I would make then is that like it's Hillary stands who are wanting to say this shit, but Hillary protected, defended and covered up when her husband raped a woman on the campaign trail in the eighties. Right. Like right. that, that mm. is like, you know, so, and that's just like a tiny example of a very large network yeah. of the same shit. Yeah. Like, I, and, I'm not like and, condoning what he did because it was dumb as hell, but like he's a, a man politic. He's a man with power, right? Like they're all like that, except for Bernie Sanders. And both of the Clintons, actually all of the Clintons, because they took their daughter, <laughs> went every year for a week to Jeffrey Epstein's yeah, yeah. fucking sex ranch in New Mexico. I mean, um, we, yeah. 
That, so, that was the obvious you know. thing I didn't want to say again, but be, <laughs> because there's like more like above board um, ways to make that same claim about the same people, yeah. right? Um, but I mean, you know, I think it's—you're uh, not going to be able to convince someone yeah. who like really believes that Bernie Sanders is a misogynist. There's no way you could, you know, if you bring up. Uh, the campaign just, trail. Just makes my be skin like, crawl, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's like a, 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 a no, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I personally, I mean, I I never watched the Young Turks. I never did watch them. I, I know a lot of people uh, who did like up to and through like the 2016 election, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of started walking away after that. Um, I was never into them. I like I watch clips every once in a while, and I um. I I do not like Jank Uker. I, I think I think he's he's he strikes me as a giant fucking asshole. He's a massive ego. Yeah, like that guy's ego absolutely is... massive. Um, I do not like him, but uh, I would not mind seeing him in Congress. I mean, I would I would prefer I would much prefer him uh, to whatever fucking corporate ghoul that they mm-hmm. that they're gonna try and stick in his place. Yeah, basically, I feel like him, him in Congress would just be like. <laughs> him on the young Turks just free form like ranting yeah uh, imagine him yeah, you just transpose that <laughs> it'd just, it just be him doing his 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 fucking uh his rants on the news like on c-span <laughs> yeah no yeah <laughs> just a new, new medium c-span three entirely <laughs> devoted <laughs> uh, Actually, i hate yeah. his delivery so much mm. i uh, when was in la in 2013 and the one famous person i i saw was jank uh in like a uh cafe somewhere Damn, in la and yeah i was so lucky wait and when was this this would have been 2013 really was, yeah and at that point i had just seen watched a few of the you know a little bit of the videos and their videos used to always come up like in my youtube like sponsor you should check out that and i, I like i wanted to be an asshole and go up to him and be like you're the guy who's always coming into my my youtube that i can't stand watching your fucking videos but <laughs> i decided not to but yeah like i guess jenks he's not gonna drop out or anything like that no, no. he also doesn't live in the district he's moving there <laughs> yeah oh uh, that's a good look but yeah he's, <laughs> yeah he's gonna like um i mean it happens like literally all the time yeah. i mean yeah like hillary clinton like lived her whole life in Arkansas and then or not was yeah, it Arkansas? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then moved to New York City and then became just to become a senator. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're right. That makes it much more ethical. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't think I don't it's give, unethical. I don't no. give a shit at all. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, like, at least he's like in the city, like, like, because he he doesn't technically live in that district, but he does like live in Los Angeles, where the mm. district is, or at least where part of where it's covered. I don't think we should be too close-minded about this, because even politicians suffer from displacement. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, and, and, it, and if you get the votes, and if, you, like, the people, like, feel like they're going to be represented by you, that should be the way it is. It shouldn't really, like, matter where you live three or four years ago. Oh, my God. He should say that he had an Ambien prescription at the time. <laughs> oh, that was the uh, who was uh, Roseanne Barr. Barr. Yes, the Roseanne defense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot. Of, yeah, I mean, common defense. A, a lot of people relate to that, and they're kind of like, "Yeah, all right." Yeah, I also do weird shit when I take my Ambien. Me people, neither. people have been known to to take it and fall asleep, and then like sleepwalk, but also sleep drive. <laughs> which is that's fucking oh, man. horrifying that is yeah it's a terrifying concept I, I did not know that was a thing more productivity for uber yeah <laughs> that wasn't a good joke i'm sorry i did my best do you hear about that like uber type thing that amazon is doing where um people can download this app and they can drive to like an amazon uh, warehouse and they will be paid to deliver goods as independent contractors that's really really bad yes it's it's it is another sign of the end times it really is more than 180 house democrats uh joined a nearly united republican caucus wednesday night uh to pass a sweeping 738 billion dollar military spending bill 
that gives uh, President Donald Trump uh, his space force. Um, also free reign to uh, wage endless wars and a green light to continue fueling the humanitarian catastrophe in Yemen. It just continues to be more and more uh, like the rerun of Ronald Reagan's presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice uh, hashtag resistance, Nancy Pelosi. It really, like, what, like what cognitive dissonance allows you to, like, oh, we have to uh, impeach the president because he can't help but, you know, use foreign powers to, like, try and uh, sure up his re-election efforts. Oh, you know what? Here's Here all you the, go. Here's your space horse. Here's <laughs> $700 million more. Here's what a new here's a new branch of the American government me, yeah. to fucking terrify us more. It's bad, and democracy doesn't work. That's, like, that's, all I can conclude. That's uh, pretty much true. No, I, they, they scrapped... They, they scrapped a provision in there, like, that would have uh, limited... Or, you know, uh, st- like, stop Donald Trump from, you know, going to war with Iran, like a non, like an aggressive war with Iran. Like, that seems like a good thing to stop or yeah. to try to prevent. Like, they're, they're like, just like, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. Actually, it's a good thing. Right. So, I have a question for you guys then. Do you think that, um, I guess it's a two part question. Do you think that this looks like a, it represents a failure of of an anti-war movement. Do you think we have a robust anti-war movement? No. Do you think that if we did Absolutely have a robust not. anti-war movement, this would have happened? With the influence of money as it is right sure. now, I don't think that it fucking matters because no. it didn't yeah. really matter in Vietnam. Didn't matter. The, the in war in Vietnam ended for completely unrelated reasons. I think. That that's true. I do th- I do think that various ways to define anti-war movements help explain why we quote unquote failed in Vietnam and as well as you know in this century in the Middle East. But not really like doesn't mean that the anti-war movement stopped. Well, them. posting is definitely not constitutive. Yeah. Of yeah. Being why an do you think that we movement? don't have an anti-war movement? I can we did that. when we, we did when I was growing up when I was in high school and middle school, right? And it was big. I can answer that. Hmm. We're just way worse off than, you know, we were back then. Um, that's really what it is. You have, um, you had the, you know, financial crisis and you also have, you know, in the United States, people taking less vacation than feudal peasants. Like I, I say that all the time. Right. And that's by design. Like that whole movement of limiting unions, um, just allowing inflation to ravage the minimum wage, um, you know, uh, making people, you know, work more and more and more and more and more to get by. Like, that's all by design so that there can't be, like, a significant anti-war movement. Because if you look at the polls on this th- shit, I mean, they don't even pull, like, the Afghanistan war anymore, right? Because it's just so low all the time. But it's – war is super unpopular, you know, like Donald Trump won significantly in in uh, uh, districts and or areas with the highest rate of sacrifice. You know, the highest pl- place of people where you know you had people going to these wars and dying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, so the you know both of this law, the wars of the last fifteen or twenty years. I guess it's twenty years now since the nineties as well. This is the era of the all volunteer military, right? Um, and that is a way, first of all, to like create a way that people consent to it because we don't have a draft. But also what happens over that time period is that we have an erosion of our welfare state and a strengthening of the like the employment welfare around the military, um, which so we know that the, what this means is that people People you know, join the military join the just military. to like live in a house. But it's yeah, and it, and it isn't just exploiting poor people. It is still that. But this is a this is a career for people, right? Right. Um, and sometimes they die, but a lot of times they don't die. They 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 drone murder people. Then they have a career because they can't get health care any other way. Or they Half just the never they leave the United States. Anyway, right, right. They you know, and this coupled with this is is the tech industry that bolsters this, right? Drones are kind of the greatest figure for this. Um, but I don't think that like people. I, I don't think that that necessarily is enough to explain why why people just don't give a shit about not going to war because people don't like young leftists don't feel strongly about not going to war that war is bad in my opinion. Well, America has always been extremely uh, isolationist in a certain sense, 
or in my opinion, very self-absorbed, um, at least, uh, you know, post-World War II, I think it's safe to say that America is like, you don't hear news if it's not about America, you know? Um, and just generally speaking, I think, you know, most people, they don't know what's going on, you know, wherever they don't know if such and such country still has a king or not. Yeah, know. but, you know, so 20 years, 25, 30 years ago, poor people all knew about Vietnam. People during the Vietnam War, I know it was about us, right? But, like, they were aware of the legacy of the Vietnam War until basically you guys' generation. I know we're in the same generation, but I'm, like, old enough like that I had uncles who died after Vietnam and stuff like that. So, um, so that was, there's a huge, huge presence of the memory of Vietnam through the 90s, in my opinion, and I don't see it in, like, people who are in college right now. Um, and I, like, I know that this is just me being like a historian blow hard, but like literally nobody cares, but people do not care about Iraq and Afghanistan at all. They do not give a shit about I disagree yeah. with you. I, I mean, no, not you guys, I, obviously not us, but you yeah, know that this is no, true. Like people, I, I people totally saying that agree. Trump is worse than George W. Bush yes, is insane. Yes. Yes. And that's because they don't give a shit about well, what Well, all happens. right. All right. I, I agree. I agree with you. But like, you know who d doesn't agree with that and who would probably like agree with us hmm. are Trump voters. And that's like, what uh. the, that's kind of my point. Mm. Is yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's how he that won. But that's how he won was he campaigned against the war. Yeah. True. I, I, I think, think that that's what it is. I think that you're right. I think that's what it is, like 100%. You went to, can I ask you a question? Because, uh, like, full disclosure, my husband went to the same high school that you went to, and yeah. he talks a lot about, like, like the trope is that, like, the people who bullied you in middle school died in, in the Middle East, right? Like, that's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, did did uh, a lot of people you know go to the military? No. So no, this would be more all. like an early 2000s here, thing, yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's like a rural-ish area, like right. a rural support. Like, there area. were a few, like, sure, there's, like, a few people, but, like, it wasn't, like, a huge thing to like uh join the military in in that time because it was you know i like uh came like um i like went into high school during the obama era basically yeah so you know it was a different sort of time yeah i you know went to high school during the 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 bush administration and nobody i know went to the middle east because they were all rich at my high school everybody was rich so yeah i mean well i here, here, like um and you know you you do have like all these people who you know are deployed, but you you we often forget about all the people who do like mm -hmm. in country service. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's like something that I, there's just like a, so many people who do that, and it's like a well-paying job. They get health care, mm -hmm. they get like housing benefits, they get everything you could like think of under the sun. And this is a little basic, but I have to remind everybody that this is another problem that could be softened by having Medicare for all. Exactly. And, 100%. and welfare in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And so, regular ass jobs that aren't for Amazon. Remember when Trump basically ended uh, Jeb Bush's campaign? He was like, your brother started the Iraq war and it was a mistake. And everyone freaked out and cheered. Yep. They all hate George W. Bush, too. They all hate that motherfucker, too. Yeah. Like, they all hated the war. I think a majority of like America. The reason why there's no anti-war movement is because you you have like the Democrats, right? Who, um, are, who like are either like affluent enough to not care, mm -hmm. or you and have they all have money in these right, these industries, right? Yeah, or you have um, uh, poor to middle class people who are literally working their asses off and mm -hmm. couldn't even think about doing that, or you have. Uh, you know, right wingers who think protesting wars are like unpatriotic, right? Even though they hate them, they wouldn't protest them out in the right. streets. And then you have people who are, you know, lower to middle class who can't conceive of a life with benefits outside of joining the military, right? Who know, you know, who have friends in their like pyramid scheme who are married to military guys, and those women don't have a paycheck if out, if not for that, right? Like, right. This is all by design. So, like, if you want to have a genuine uh, war effort, I think it's got to be coupled in with this idea of international social democracy that Bernie Sanders is kind of putting yeah. out there. I think that's the best chance. To like, if you want a genuine war movement, because you need a leader like Bernie Sanders that has the bully pulpit mm -hmm. to create that, like, uh, and the fucking push in the discourse and the fucking courage to take on the yeah. military industrial complex. Right, exactly. Because they are just unbelievably powerful. And he's going to need us to back him up. Yeah. He's going to need an anti war movement.
So like that's yeah. that's what we have to you know push towards. That's how important it is. Those are the stakes. I think that maybe one of the reasons, or well, no, I am positive that the single precipitating reason that the memory of Vietnam was just brushed off the table was nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think yeah, sure. I think nine eleven has changed this country. Um, psychologically forever mm-hmm. um now everybody knows least... that jet fuel doesn't melt steam steel beams yeah <laughs> so so you're saying that experiencing war has made americans less empathetic about other people who experience war all the time other than just on one day um i that was a really th- cold way to frame that but well, I'm, not, I'm not taking it back i mean i'm not going to disagree with you but i what i think that it entailed was a glorification of the military yeah that yeah. like they, I mean, God, it's like, like never before. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. go ahead. No, you go well, like, you know, so remembering that period and there's still some of this there, there's just like this insane visual sensationalization of it that, you know, of course people think it was horrible what happened, but they also put it on t-shirts and they relish that type of violence as a, a rep, not just a justification, but a representation of what military force can do, um, to justify us being powerful, but also just like they find it like delicious and attractive. They want to look at they it. Right? Like, it is aesthetically yeah. Yeah. Uh, satisfying violence yeah. because so, they feel like it is, uh, that, that there is not an ethical question to it Mm -hmm. and that's the only way that you can make violence aesthetic which uh, which frankly all people like but you know you have to make it okay to enjoy the violence that is being perpetrated so you know i think um you're you're right matthias and kind of like going back um to uh what you were saying before what um you said that you know, like we were before, like in, like a non-interventionist sort of country. Then you had World War II, which was like the good war, and you had like America defeating the Nazis. Yeah. J.K. It was the Soviet <laughs> yeah. Union, um, and uh, you know, like you had, so you had like that glorification of the military. Then you kind of had, um, and you know, like Samantha Power. If you, you probably heard like all those like stuff about her memoir, yeah, and about how like you know, um, a lo- big thing for her was uh, the um, war in Yugoslavia, uh, you- former former Yugoslavia. the former Yugoslavia between like the Kurds and the Bosnian, R.I.P. Like, the Kurds, the Serbs, and the Bosnians. Um, but so yeah, like there was that event. Which also created like a justification for like um, intervention or military for in like the liberal state of mind, and then you had nine eleven, which basically like supercharged it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I think I think you definitely are onto something. Like those are kind of like those are like definitely big set pieces too for like reasons why we don't have an anti-war movement. But you know, like those events, um, I think are less significant than uh, the material. Uh, conditions yeah. that like the people you know are uh, put through because they can't build a movement if they're like worked to death. I, I tend to believe you but I, w- I want to point out two things. The first thing is that we are building other kinds of movements while we're also work- worked to death so it's worth remembering what kinds of things we're leaving out when we're doing that kind of work, what kind of things we're prioritizing not that we should like we should literally just prioritize healthcare but whatever um, and the other yes. thing is that I, I do want to just like remind us that 9-11 did give birth to a massive middle, um, anti-war movement at the same time that it gave birth to a massive That's true. support. So, so, you know, thinking about those things, we're the ones that get to make those decisions of right. like whether or not, but that was like, but that, so. but like I was saying, you know, that was like 2004, 2006. Right. I think you're right about, this. you know, like yeah. that was, that was, there, that was like, um, after that was significantly after you had like the tech bubble burst, mm-hmm. you had like a recovery from that. Mm-hmm. So the anti-war movement, uh, the war goes away. The anti-war movement goes away, uh, you know, in whichever order. Um, the Department of Homeland Security stays. Mm-hmm. The Patriot Act stays. Just and extended all. with the help of the Democrats as well. So w- um, what we were building at that time was a massive infrastructure to defeat an anti-war movement. And it worked. People yes. went to jail, right? The, our freedom yes. of speech, right? People were bugs. Like, stupid, you know, if we recall a Michael Moore's movie, like a dumbass peace group was allegedly, like, infiltrated. Stuff like that happened, and th- that weakened us, right? Yeah. And now we all have Amazon in our homes doing that for us. Yes. Buying on us. 
reporting us to George W. Bush. <laughs> Directly. <laughs> we, uh, we know 100% for a fact, allegedly, that George W. Bush receives every single Alexa uh, recording <laughs> that you make. He gets he gets updates uh, as he's like doing his fucking paintings. Yeah, he probably accidentally deleted all of them. Though. So to all of our <laughs> listeners, throw out the five Alexas that you have in your home, <laughs> please. Um, what what do you well, what do you guys think uh, it's gonna take? Do you think that uh, in order to what what's it going to take? I don't. know. It's gonna take years of insurgent yeah. elections. I think we should ban the military. We should start there. (laughs) No, it's going to take years of insurgent elections and changing the leadership of the Democratic Party. That's what it's going to take. I think some wins on the domestic front, too, might free up some more space. Yes. Right. Um, Limiting the military budget, I think, is a good thing. I mean, I think we should also put violent revolution on the table here. Well, I mean, if we're saying, like, what would it take to, like, just, like, make this a a good situation from what we have, then, yeah, no, it would mean, like, having to change the government completely. Yeah. Um, You know, that being said, I don't think that that would work ever. Well, I Boom. well because we're talking about regrowing the anti-war yeah. movement, and so I we're I'm, gonna get all the anti-war people to just do a violent revolution to stop war. I mean, that <laughs> that's like the Black Panthers, like yeah, you know, like yeah. that's that's not that foreign to the left. And that worked out really well for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if we can just get the CIA or the FBI to dismantle itself through yes. incompetence enough okay. that we won't get assassinated. In our homes for doing okay. Yeah, but but also tr- <laughs> but, but true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, the CIA is gonna be on some shit if Bernie Sanders gets elected. Holy oh, for God. sure, yeah, yeah. they're gonna do a lot does, of tropes. Does he have a plan for that? Does he like for not being for assassinated this, by a bunch of spooks? He's gonna write a call out post. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what is Bernie gonna do with the CIA? Do you know? Like, what are his plans? I know that he probably can't say too much about this because it would tank him but does anybody should, know he's anything? gonna appoint noam chomsky the head of the seat of the cia <laughs> oh my god in my dreams oh my god uh Bernie immediately Sanders. noam chomsky gets a heart attack yeah that is exactly what happened looking at all the documents he yeah. so, he'd be so angry he no die. no just like it would be a mysterious heart attack while he was sleeping oh, like, yeah. I, I thought you meant that he would die of shock i was just watching no, like he, a recent lecture he knows what they're and... up with he knows what they're up to yeah. he wouldn't be shocked at all he'd be like oh finally i have proof for all of my hypotheses <laughs> my man does not look good you, you say you were just watching a lecture? Yeah, I was watching a lecture. Oh, is it, like was he, he has a beard now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the beard is a good move. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, but he like he doesn't looks look like healthy. a potato. He's like sitting in the chair like a potato. So, yeah. Like a blob. He looks like a very <laughs> distinguished potato. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, someone starts their... F- friggin question by saying like um hi uh, mr chomsky it's an honor to be in your presence i'm like okay this is uh this is way too much that's fucking insane like in terms of like weight distribution he kind of looks like me if i just didn't take care of myself and also live till 90 years old <laughs> can we like go a little easier on him he is 90 <laughs> yeah i know yeah good for, good for you dude he is the shape of a pear that dude like, is... it's really good to have that much weight on you when you're 90 that's that, true dude yeah. he was batting a thousand and then he like now later in life though he's been saying some weird stuff not great not good stuff but it's fine. It's all good. We can disagree with our. We can disagree with people that you know we greatly admire. Mm-hmm. And solidarity means not necessarily agreeing with people and everything. I think it explicitly means you know togetherness that is not based on affinity necessarily. Yeah. So Sanders' political revolution uh, entails not only pushing the Senate uh, for uh, Medicare for all, intuition-free public college, and a Green New Deal, but also confirming Noam Chomsky to the CIA. <laughs> it calls yes. for pushing the Senate against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> 
allegedly. <laughs> did, did you? Did you guys see that? I don't know. Uh, I don't think the, so. the Greta what? thing. Oh, well, what? Oh, wait, are you not, were you not referencing that? No, I I meant a firing squad. Yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was a there was a headline that was uh, an article that was published by the by the fucking Daily Mail, uh, where the headline says that uh, Greta Thunberg um, was saying that we need to uh, put our leaders, our world leaders, on the wall. <laughs> Which she she did technically say she did technically say that we, that we should put them on the wall and like so like you know like <laughs> the internet left was going was going kind of crazy for it because everyone's like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> queen <laughs> but I mean it's um when she said like putting them on the wall was more like of like a kind of like a European idiom of like saying like we need to put pressure on them. Uh, which is was disappointing to learn. <laughs> well, you know that is a way to put pressure on people <laughs> yeah. is to threaten to kill them. I think That's it's true. Kind of, like Europe of all places must be referring to firing squads, right? Oh, like, I mean, come on, it's like we can't take her at her word for that. Yeah. Real, real quick, I, I wanted to I wanted to bring this up. Uh, the New York. The New York Post is reporting that uh, teen climate activist Greta Thunberg uh, apologized for saying Whoa. that uh, uh, politicians should be Ooh. put against the wall. <laughs> See, I think we admit when we're wrong too much. She should have stood behind that one. I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, I mean, within, within the group, yes. Without, you'd never say that you're wrong, ever. Yeah, the, the full quote that she that she said was, we have to make sure that they cannot do that. We will make sure that they, that we, that we put them... Through again, trial, then send them to the wall. That we put them <laughs> against the wall, and that they will have to do their job in, to, and to protect our futures. That like could not mean anything other than a firing squad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't understand. She, maybe it's like uh, like pushing someone against a wall, like a, a tight space, like between a rock like, and a. So hard they're place. gonna like suffocate and get yeah. Like, uh, gonna, so, I, I was thinking I more them. like someone bullying Greta, uh, yeah. like you know pushing her to, into a wall like of lockers into... or something. <laughs> I'm I'm like into dictator Greta. Like this is a vibe. Uh, so so that sounds like a threat of violence. Alt News Media editor David Vance wrote on Twitter against a wall. And then what, Greta? Shoot the ones you don't like. No, uh, God, I hope so. Them. I fucking hope so. Parody, satire, satire, parody. You know, as I said, that democracy doesn't work. So. What's next? Oh, some proof on that. So a few days ago, uh, the United Kingdom uh, had a general election, and uh, much to our disappointment, the Labour Party ate shit. The uh, the Tories, the Conservative Party in the UK, won a majority in Parliament of what, what was it like three hundred and twenty six or twenty seven? So like two hundred eight, yeah, yeah, to the Labour Party's two hundred eight. Um, so that's a huge bummer. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn has said that he is going to be stepping down as the leader of the Labour Party. I, for one, am thrilled that the British people have decided not to elect the first anti-Semitic uh, <laughs> prime minister it. in all of British history. <laughs> There's never Good on them. Never Good on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Like a lot of a lot is going to be made about how um, it was kind of like this anti-Semitism row. That uh, you know caused Jeremy Corbyn to lose. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, I think that, uh, like, yeah, there are lots of people who believed it. Lots of people who didn't really like believe it. I feel like more probably. I feel like more people probably didn't like like the uh, IRA. Um, you know, I guess negotiations that he apparently participated in. Um, and uh, there. I and I think the biggest thing though is just the institutional and like electoral problems that Brexit like gave to Labour. Mm. Um, you had a, it was a party that was that its electorate was mostly uh, voted for Remain, but there was no way that they could ever build a majority constituency without their Leave vote, and you saw. Um, leave voters. They left. Yeah, they left. They uh, voted for the conservatives. I think, yes, you had the Lib Dems wreck a few seats, the Liberal Democrats kind of being 
the um kind of liberals not like the social god the liberals to the socialist labor um but yeah so like the lib dems definitely did wreck some seats but not enough seats to where um jeremy corbyn and the smp could have uh created a um coalition government in my opinion i mean maybe that maybe it'll come out that you know um lib dems wrecked a lot of them but we'll see um i don't think it was really the lib dems fault though it it was more just like the brexit and the problems that it caused i yeah i totally agree with you on the point that it was you know primarily about brexit and uh, you know i think another thing to think about is there's i think there's gonna be a lot of you know, centrist moderates in this country, they're going to point to Jeremy Corbyn pushing the Labor Party left as an example of Stupid, what, we, what we can't do. Yeah, it is yeah. dumb. And and so I did a little, uh, <laughs> I did a little digging into a recent Labor Party history, and it's really depressing because, like, you have the conservatives of the Labor were in power from 1979 to, to 1997 with um, with Thatcher and Major. Um, then you have Tony Blair, who's basically a build the Bill Clinton of the UK coming into power in 97 in a big, uh, victory. Um, finally, but Tony Blair was probably the most conservative Labour Party PM in the history of the country. Right. Um, and, and also, you know, took the UK into the Iraq war. Um, but then if you look at, uh, like the most recent elections, so Labour's just almost done horribly, um, under, uh, yeah. Basically, since the 97 election, they've done terribly. 2001, they, they, they lost five seats. 2005, they lost 48 seats. 2010, they lost 97 seats. Um, 2015, they lost 26 seats. Uh, then Jeremy Corbyn takes over. 2017, they win 30 seats. It was their largest gain in, I think, history. Yes. And so this whole notion that, like, oh, because the party, because the party, you know, shifted back left to its more historical uh, roots, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that we can't run on the, the, we, we, you know, we can't run out of these domestic policies. It's just, it's just nonsense because this election wasn't even. It was about, it was about Brexit anyway. It wasn't as much about the domestic policy stuff. And, um, and I think the, I mean, I think Labor had, you know, the, I mean, you could disagree with parts of their manifesto, but I think, I mean, it was a, definitely a move in the right direction for the party in terms. I mean, I, I read. Um, John McDonald, who's the shadow chancellor's book, yeah. uh, economics for the many, a lot of good stuff in there. I mean, they're, they're, you know, fully supporting green new deal, modern monetary theory, cooperatives, things like that, that, you know, that is a, definitely a shift from the more moderate days of, you know, Tony Blair, Gordon Brown. Um, and so, yeah, I don't any, if, if, if labor goes back to the center on domestic, they're just shooting themselves in the foot and it's, it's, it's not going to pick them and win them any, you know, any, any seats. Can someone tell me about that, like, faction that's, like, lab- labor with social conservatism? Do you guys know about this? I actually do not know really about okay. that. We... But, um... Sorry, I was just pointing out that I had heard stuff about, like, um, an ele- probably very small, but an alleged factionalization in labor that was kind of in line with a lot of what's going on in the U.S. left that was saying that we're focusing too much on these so-called social issues, so it's kind of like right-wing mm-hmm. the social stuff, um, which would explain the Brexit stuff, um, but still labor and the other economic stuff, which we do see a lot of this in the U.S. left. We see this, you know, Angela Nagel is Irish. This is, like, her platform. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I think that's kind of yeah. Angela Nagel is kind of like weird in that way, but um, she's like the only one of that group that I think is like literally a fascist. The other ones are like just getting like you know. I wouldn't go of... that far with her, but um, yeah, like uh, here here's he, I, you, you know, you had um Alan Moore, you know, who wrote like Watchmen, uh, mm-hmm. V for Vendetta. He hasn't like voted in like thirty or forty years or something like that, and he voted for Labor. And, you know, you're going to have, like, lots of people saying, oh, you know, Corbynism is dead, but, you know, Corbynism isn't a thing. It's like the ideas of socialism are going to be, are very, very durable. And now that it's more popularized within the Labor Party and that the membership is, you know, going to continue to, like, go for this stuff, you know, taking from Alan Moore's uh, V for Vendetta, you know, they, they can kill, they can kill the man, but they can't kill the idea. Um, a taking from Slavoj Žižek's comments on V for Vendetta, I would like to know what happens the day afterwards. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I, and I think um, 
I think that they are probably going to be in a very similar situation to the Democrats here in 2016. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and dot, dot, dot. Well, because, so, I mean, instead of... they uh, don't have a Nancy Pelosi to lead the charge, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's, instead of uh, fighting for Corbyn's platform, you know, his agenda of, like, renationalizing industries, uh, they're going to have to... They're they're probably going to have to focus all their energy on keeping their fucking NHS from getting dismantled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be like really um uh it's going to be a struggle for sure for like the people in uh the UK for a while. You're going to have like Donald Trump and uh Boris Johnson like negotiating on the NHS. Mm-hmm. And hope and I hope hopefully that uh, like invigorates like the left even further in labor and they'll 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 come up with another leader of the party, and I'm sure I I don't really think it's going to be like somebody like significantly worse than Jeremy Corbyn, and you're gonna have the same smears from the media. Like it, the media definitely did have like an effect on it, but I don't think it had the same effect as some people are making it out to be. I think that the Brexit stuff is. Really I difficult. I like your take, but all of my British and Commonwealth friends are not as optimistic as you are, and not like in the crying over Trump way, but in the like this this was it, and it, it clearly showed that it failed. It failed in a way that we're not probably going to fail here, right? When we fail, which we very likely will here, it's going to have a lot more to do with the DNC, yeah, and yeah. our electoral structure. Labor got fucking creamed, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's what happened there. That means something different, which I would like to remind everyone, because the, the big issue on the table right now is what does this mean for the U.S., right? And a lot of people want to say it means that we don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. And I may or may not feel like we have a chance, but if we don't have a chance, it has nothing to do with this, right? right. Silver yeah. lining, silver lining. If, Hopefully. If our um, healthcare industry starts exploiting mm. their population maybe they'll e- maybe they'll ease up on us a little bit um, <laughs> we're just gonna ex- oh i'll outsource ex- it you know i just had the whole kaiser i just had the horrifying realization that history is going to look back on um trump and boris johnson like margaret thatcher and ronald reagan like great people yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fantastic uh, unless I, we have something like, to do about this, it i want to commemorate this, this friendship of these oh my god <laughs> i wanted to read you this comment i actually posted this earlier but it's, a, it's this facebook comment from this woman who lives in the uk um who says uh thank you boris you were my mp in henley and oh you were so good you will make a brilliant pm but please remember that a lot of us who voted for you are older and we desperately need help with social care nhs and help to live an independent life please remember please remember this and look after the most vulnerable people People and children in our society. We are a very rich nation, and you must be aware of this from the beginning. I want to scream. This fucking sucks. Can we talk about something cool before we end? What's what's what what is cool? What is what's been happening that's cool, Ricky? I'd like to know. I'm asking you guys to save my life here. Anybody have anything cool? Um, I'm at a loss. I read a funny article about Jared Leto uh, it went being the Joker in Suicide Squad, like his his whole like method acting thing. Was it was it funny? It, it, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> okay, it's it's so stupid. Uh, Will Smith was telling someone like, you know, we were dr- it, it, this guy is like so nuts. We were driving down the highway the other day, and there was a car accident, and he just turns to me, and I i kid you not, he says, what if we were in there? <laughs> <laughs> chills, man. It gave me chills. Doesn't that man have an Oscar? I guess Jared so. Jared Leto of my, my so-called life? Yeah, I Jordan think so. Jordan Catalano? Wait, they gave that guy an Oscar? Didn't he win it for that uh, one Dallas where he Byers was? Club? Yeah, the yeah, trans face. I think so. Lovely. Yeah. Uh... Oh, positive thing. Um, I learned you can eat Cheetos with uh, chopsticks mm-hmm. today. That's amazing. I've never, I'd never would have thought. That's because you're. <laughs> I'd never heard of real life hack. Well, how come none of you hack, nerds yeah. never saw the Oscar Isaac eating a hot Cheetos with a chopsticks meme? Uh, I don't know. This, I, I yeah, that's weird this, that I missed that. Because I think that might have been like just a, a thirst meme for like people attracted to Oscar Isaac. That's probably that, that's the case. Probably, I just yeah. thought it was smart. I like Oscar Isaac. He's a he's a good actor. Um, yeah. So I've been well. Okay. So the story is that this morning, this afternoon, when I woke up, 
I the first thing I saw on my phone was the the Juggalo Baby Yoda, which is like the most pos- most positive and affirming Baby Yoda I've seen to date. Mm-hmm. And he was not eating hot Cheetos, but obviously like he would have been eating hot Cheetos and, and so washing was, like, it down with Fanta. Yeah. But yeah, so all day I've been like, tonight I'm going to eat some hot Cheetos, but I, I brought chopsticks <laughs> so that I don't get hot Cheeto all over Ben's equipment. I thought I was being polite, but everyone's treating me like a circus animal about it. <laughs> I'm also wearing a System of a Down t-shirt that I made on the election day 2016. Nice. Back That's a vibe. It is a vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the hot oh. Cheetos. Oh, what does it say? How do you own disorder? I told you I'm an ex-anarchist uh, of the Bush era. Oh, good news. Uh, the uh, Armenian genocide was recognized. Mm-hmm. Huh? Related. Yeah. Yeah. Directly related. <laughs> uh, here's a really nerdy good news thing. Um, oh, dear. The, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the progressives in Congress got a win on drug pricing. Um. Basically, uh, there was, like, the drug pricing that they were going to do was actually, like, in service of, like, the drug manufacturers. I don't I don't know exactly how, because I'm, like, I'm a nerd, but not, like, that nerdy. And, um, yeah, it, they, they just kind of made it so that, you know, drug pricing would be, like, lower. That, which is basically how, like, a bunch of these Democrats in 2018 got elected, is what they say. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, run on drug prices. They've been running on drug drug prices for like twenty five years, right? And they've only gone up. Sorry, I ru- I ruined your happy thing. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, but yeah, um, it. He, I mean, yeah, like I'm sorry, but like, uh, this is kind of like a gut wrenching thing, just because like you're gonna have um people in the UK like suffering mm-hmm. under like moratory rule. But, you know, kind of like what Ross was saying, this is kind of the political landscape of the UK. Yeah. Labor doesn't always win. Or yeah. they they haven't really won consistently since, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, you know, there, there's got to be, you, they, they got to figure something out. They, you know, like, a big problem with um, Jeremy Corbyn, I think the biggest mistake he made was supporting a second referendum. Um, I, I was, I... I always knew, you know, that uh, it was going to be risky, but from an outside observer, like, you know, people were making it out like, oh, people don't understand what his position is. But I completely understood it. Like, I, as an outside observer, I'm like, yeah, he's got a split constituency. He's got to figure out a way to appeal to both. All right, well, um, I'm going to negotiate a left Brexit, and then I'm going to put it to a second referendum. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it appears that you know, even though that would have allegedly complete, compl- uh, um, like most of their electorate, uh, it they probably still would have lost if this election was any indicator. Yeah, I I think that um, the existence of a Labour Party kind of puts stars in Americans' eyes sometimes. Like mm. that, we think that they have th- they do have a lot of things we don't have. Um, the NHS, for example, um, but horrible they- teeth. <laughs> hey, uh, we should go to back to having horrible teeth here. But yeah, you know, so I like I've been thinking about this. I first learned the word austerity from a British friend, a punk from my punk days, um, and this was like what ten years ago when they did the the um, university cuts, right? And there were all those protests. So this is not. Um, this has been going on a long time there, um, and I was pretty influenced by the, the immediate strong opposition that a lot of people had in the UK to um, austerity, as they call it, um, neoliberalism, as we call it. Um, and yeah, so I don't know if that should make us feel better or worse. But mm, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shit show over there is what I'm trying to say. No, yeah. um, it's been a shit show. It's, it's, it's definitely a bummer. But like the... I think the silver lining is that um, you did see a huge grassroots effort to elect uh, labor candidates. Um, I don't think that's going to go away. You know, they said Bernie Sanders lost in 2016, and now his ideas are the center of the Democratic Party. I think you're going to see the same thing. Jeremy Corbyn is never going to be prime minister in the same way Bernie Sanders has the opportunity. Yeah. But... And that actually has more to do with him being so um, exposed as a leader. He's been the leader since 2015. 
He's been the leader for like almost five years. That's a very long time to be an opposition leader Mm -hmm. and, you know, have to run for two general elections. Mm -hmm. So um, he's like he he was overexposed. You know, um, there's going to be someone new. The the membership of the Labor Party is the largest membership in a Western uh, in a Western political party. So, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of stuff going for them, um, you know, in the future. But this is uh, a disaster. Those exit polls, um, if those were accurate, it would have been even worse of a disaster. Those exit polls were a little bit wrong, but not wrong enough, sadly. Well, they Corbin got an endorsement from the, the girl group Little Mix, but we have Ariana Grande, who's like easily like 30 Little Mixes. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling mm-hmm. hopeful. Yeah. So you're saying that we still have a chance. If if comrade Ariana Grande brings it together. Okay. Yes. I mean, Bernie Sanders is the number two candidate and the number one candidate is literally like becoming a geriatric like live on TV. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think we should be uh, careful about making too close of a parallel between America and Britain. Yeah. No, it's dumb because they um, suck. you know, they suck and we're awesome. And so we will elect Bernie Sanders and they will Easy. slip back into the sea like apparently they want to. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's time for Ireland and Scotland. That's the positivity I was looking for. That's right. baby. There we go. It's time for Ireland and Scotland to invade England. And then we should re- we should rename uh, London Derry Scotland. London. Scotland should rebuild Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. That's a, that's a type of Brexit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are exiting Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we've ended on a positive enough note that I'm not going to go home and take a bath with my toaster. Um, we, we were, like, way too cavalier about suicide on here. We need to, we need to clean that up a little. Um, <laughs> it, this is a mental health visibility. Literally. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Um, make sure to subscribe to our show. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever else you get podcasts. Make sure to follow our show on Facebook at State of the Revolution. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at SOTRPod. You can email us at SOTRPod at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, and threats. Um, also, if you, if you enjoy our show, please please consider uh, subscribing on Patreon. Um, it would help us out quite a bit. Anyway, I'm Benjamin Klon. Matthias Brimmer. Alex Sahori. Ricky Reynolds. Ross Fisher. Oh, by the way, that's um, um, patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. Sorry. Bye.